one. Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get ready to unravel the secrets of digital marketing success and discover how conversations can indeed lead to conversions in the digital world. So stay tuned for an insightful conversation. Let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you. And welcome to another episode of Business Boss. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a marketing maven on the show who's not afraid to tell you if your baby is ugly in the digital world. In this episode, we're diving into the world of digital marketing with a true marketer discussing advertising audits, marketing strategy disruptions, and navigating the evolving landscape of digital advertising. So get ready for an episode packed with insight on how conversations can lead to conversions in the digital realm. So let's welcome to the digital mar- let's welcome the digital marketing dynamo, Miss Lauren Petruyo. <laughs> All right, Lauren, the party has officially begun. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. That was like the best intro I've ever seen. I am more <laughs> pumped up than you can possibly imagine. Good. That's the whole point. All right. Uh, let's get that energy flowing then. Uh, question number one is always uh, the basic one, right? Everybody who comes on the show is promoting something. That's why we're creating digital content in the first place. Mm-hmm. So if you can explain it so that a fifth grader can understand what it is you do and how you make your money, what do you do for a living? Um, I run ads on social media platforms like Facebook and TikTok so that uh, everyone watching and everyone on their devices spend money. Yes. I, I want to grab your attention. I want to keep you focused. Uh, and I do that by running ads. Who's the target audience? I mean, when you're running ads, you can get super focused in who you mm. want to talk to. But in your case, who's your target audience? Who do you Who are you looking to work with? Um, so most of the brands that we work with, uh, are doing at least a million dollars a year because they have at least a $15,000 per month advertising budget, but we have clients that span the whole spectrum of like small startups to, you know, senior major corporate brands that you've known, like, and heard of, like we have, we have a few clients that are like young twenties that we've grown their brands from like a thousand dollars a month to, we should be hitting um, a first hundred thousand dollar month this year. And so that was done in a year. How did you get into becoming like paid buying paid ads? I mean, everybody has kind of their journey, especially I feel in this space, because mm-hmm. it's not like you've been buying ads or buying media for a very long time on social social is not even like, it's barely a yeah. teenager. It's not, it hasn't been around sure. forever. So doing that professionally, you've got to have a story. Tell me your, your journey. Like what's your education journey? Like, how did you get to where you are today? Sure. So, well, from the education journey side, I will just be honest and point blank that it really was irrelevant to what I do. So you can learn what I do through the school of YouTube, which is a free tuition. Um, But like I do have my undergrad. I went to Cal State Northridge is where I graduated from undergrad with a degree in business law. And uh, 50 days before I was going to start law school, uh, I got my dream job with Disney. And then I just 
headed across the country from LA to Orlando, where I am now. I'm in Orlando, Florida. Um, and so I did marketing for the Walt Disney Company. And then I ended up doing marketing for some other really, really big brands before I was like, I want to be my own boss and made it myself. And honestly, like if this is something remotely you're interested in, there's a great site called Upwork, U-P-W-O-R-K.com. And I went on there. I was white labeled. I ended up managing all of Mitsubishi Canada's Facebook ads. I ended up managing a whole bunch of ads for like major brands like Toyota and so much more that I found through the gig website where it's like, Hey, I just submitted my proposal. And I was like negotiating what my terms and costs would be the same way I had done when I was like 12 and negotiated babysitting prices. Dude. All right. I got to hear, I got to dive into this story a little bit more. You could have been a lawyer decided, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you got your dream job with Disney of all companies. Mm. Uh, and then you decided to leave that beautiful company that does all kinds of great marketing to go off on your own and be your own entrepreneur. Like what was going through your head? Why leave such a promising career? Uh, mm -hmm. And you would have been in the marketing space anyways to do it on your own. Like I want to know what goes in the minds of an entrepreneur. I will say that I did leave by choice. Like my job just doesn't exist anymore. Like full disclosure. So like what I was doing, um, I was an innovation catalyst. I had done multiple jobs on and off with Walt Disney Company for five years. But like the best and like most amazing job, I was on an in-house idea agency. So like I was coming up with like crazy ideas. Like what might we do if we had essentially unlimited resources and an unlimited budget? Amazing. But, you know, not to date myself too much. Um, before everyone was watching items on streaming devices, like people paid for cable. Like you had a subscription plan and part of your subscription plan included ESPN and ESPN, that revenue was significantly cut when people switched to only Netflix or to only HBO Max or whatever version they're calling it these days. Um, so there's just massive layoffs across the apartment. And that's what like kickstart the idea of an entrepreneur dream because I had my dream job. I was working for this dream company. I like was pinching myself every morning. Like, I can't believe this is real. I beat out like thousands of other people for this job. And then all of a sudden one day it didn't exist anymore. Like that was a harsh reality that I was like, what? So it cataclysmed me into not wanting to ever have that feeling again. Um, and ultimately like be able to be my own boss, create my own jobs and set other people up for success. I just don't want to be relying on anyone. I was a grown person and I hated that dependency. It makes a big difference when you have control of your own time, your own freedom to do yep. what you want to do. Uh, you're no one's telling you what to do. Not even Mickey Mouse is going to tell you what to do at this point. Uh, or, 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 or Mike at that point. Uh, let me ask you about, uh, some advice that you would give. You get to work with all kinds of entrepreneurs. You've talked about the ones that have very small marketing budgets to the ones that have very large marketing budgets. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are scared to put that money forward. Uh, maybe because they're like, I'm good right now. They have maybe a lifestyle business. They want more. They just don't know what it takes to be a marketer. And I, I love mm -hmm. Gary V's lines. I, I use it all the time. He said, uh, you got to be a marketer first and everything else second. As an advertiser, as a marketer, as you help businesses grow, what advice would you give to companies that are getting started today, small mom and pops, uh, individual solo props um, that want to take their business to the next level, just have no clue what to do in the marketing space? I would say like it really for me boils down to two things. And I, I love that like the marketing plays into it because it's how you're speaking to your end user. Like you asked at the beginning, like explain your job as if you're a fifth grader. At Disney, we'd explain it like if this was an alien that just landed on this planet, how do you explain what you do for a living? Um, but the, no matter what you're doing, I don't care if you're like flipping signs or you're like selling plants, it comes down to two basic principles. Uh, do you have a sexy offer? Is there sex appeal? Like it grabs people's attention. Like it's so good. 
or, and, excuse me, and um, do you have an obvious audience? Like you can have an amazing offer. You're like, hey, I'm going to do faith. Like, so what I did for people when I got started, because I learned on the job, I took very little money and I used a lot of sweat hours to learn how Facebook ads work. So I went up to people I knew that had businesses and strangers that had businesses. I'm willing to do this for $150 a month. I'm willing to put in all this time. And they're like, whoa, I am used to paying $1,500 a month for someone to do this. Okay, let me give you this shot. All I have to risk is $150. Um, so that was a really sexy offer. And then my target audience was anyone that had already been burned or couldn't afford a Facebook ad. So if it's a super obvious audience with an amazing offer, you can sell it. It's not a problem. You can sell ice to igloos as long as it's a sexy offer for an obvious audience. I think we're um, a lot of mom and pop and people that are too afraid to get into the marketing spaces because they know they don't have a sexy offer because they haven't had people respond to it in a way that's like, oh my gosh, this is the bee's knees. If you can understand what that reference is, Great. I don't feel super old. If you don't, don't worry. It's just like, that's awesome. Um, and then if you have an obvious audience, like this, this is really where most people like mess it up. You're like, Hey, I'm selling candy. That's for adults over age 55. It's for menopausal women, super specific. This is dark chocolate that will help regulate your hormones. Amazing. Anyone under age 55 or anyone that's not a female going through menopause is not interested. So you don't have to spend money wasting your time talking to people that don't care about it anyways. Obvious audience with a sexy offer. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, that offer though, the development of an offer could be really difficult for an entrepreneur, which is funny because the reason why they get into business in the first place is because they think they can do it better than whoever else they're already working for. So they go out and they go out on their own, but they quickly realize that you're a commodity. You're not something super sexy like that, that people are actually looking for. But a good marketing person will kind of take what you're doing and give you that messaging that you want to have behind it. Uh, what are some mistakes that you see businesses doing that with some little bit of tweaking, we can kind of put that offer in a position where now all of a sudden you have a message behind it. You have an offer that looks good and you got people saying, yeah, I want to work with you. Yeah, I think um, a lot of businesses will default to like their friends like it or their family members. Like you, you have to ask a stranger. Sorry, but like when I tell you I get paid a lot of money to tell someone their baby's ugly is because they have all their people placating themselves in their lives. They're like, tell me I'm good. Tell me how hard I work to be an entrepreneur. And they're lying to them. They're saying this is really great when it might not be true. It might seem great because you're putting emotion and friendship and love behind it. But you have to ask a stranger. You need a non-biased person that's going to tell you like clean and dirty, like uh, I wouldn't be interested in that. Tell, like I don't see what the USP is. So USP stands for unique selling point. You have to tell me why this is better than the other thing you're trying to replace it of. At Disney, again, I'll bring it back to that is we would say like, what is this the Netflix of? We'd use this tool called Borrow It. So it's like, hey, this is an amazing face mask subscription. It's like the Netflix of skincare. Then you allow someone to understand it really quickly. And if a stranger can't get it really quickly, then no one's going to get it. And you need strangers to buy, not your friends that will start to hate you because they're like, okay, we get it. Like you're an entrepreneur, but like, I don't want your stuff anymore, but I don't know how to tell you that. Yeah, that's tough though. Um, the, the market is completely changing. You have TikTok opening up its own store where you get user generated content. You got businesses that have no clue what they're doing as far as marketing mm. is concerned, but they got a great deliverable. Um, they just need some messaging wrapped right, right around behind it. Uh, to really identify that USP, to really identify that unique selling proposition, again, I feel is super, super tough. Now, you had the advantage of working with Disney. I feel like Disney's training has 
help so many people, even if it's on the customer service side. I've noticed that those people who get trained at Disney come out much better at whatever it is they're going to do. I don't know what Disney does. Maybe it's the fairy dust that they sprinkle on you guys. I have no clue, but you guys come out really like, I mean, amazing things that you learn. And I think it's because of the simplicity that you put into it. Um, I heard uh, Russell Brunson talking about, he's a ClickFunnels guy and he uses the kind of like thing that you were describing right there. He calls it the kind of like bridge, you know, take something that automatically is complex when you see that uh glaze go over somebody's eyes like what it's kind of like and then give it some a simple context to kind of clarify mm. that messaging um can you give me some a, a nice little case study a nice little example of somebody who really stood out to you that you kind of helped clarify that message give them that kind of like so that they turn that thousand dollar investment into uh all of a sudden now they're they're spending a grip because i don't think people kind of realize spending a thousand dollars a month and then spending ten thousand dollars a month sounds like a huge jump but in reality on the backside, that's what you actually want to do you actually want to increase your ad budget not decrease it right yeah well i mean i personally because we build on a percentage of ad spend i want you to and grow your investment with us as a company. So yeah, the more you spend, the more you should be earning. Of course, there comes operational challenges, right? Even more fulfilled, you need to hire someone else to do the fulfillment for you. Like things break. Like to get from $100 a month to $1,000 a month, there's very different things that you need to employ into your business. Same as you go from 1,000 to 10,000, 10,000 to 50,000. Like things will break. Um, but I think of like a case study of someone who like where we helped redefine their offer. Um, so, okay, we have a client that we work with. They have uh, their doctor offices. Sorry. They have doctor offices and um, they cater to an audience in Florida. So super obvious audience. Um, men over 60 years old. And, you know, maybe this is your grandfather or your dad. Um, you know, sometimes certain exercises, men pee a little with certain movement. Like there's just, their body has changed. And so they were like, hey, everyone needs to sit on this chair. Is it be like, again, it's the bee's knees. Um, but you'll you'll do these kegels, like 12,000 kegels in 28 minutes. That means nothing to like 98% of the world. But when you can tell someone like, hey, this is a non-invasive way like this, forgive my language, but we're not sticking a needle up that very sensitive part of your area, which is a known solution to rectify this problem. You're like, you're able to change it to a language that their grandkids and their wives will say. It's like, keep your pants on and keep your pee in. So something of small, it's like you need to con connect to an audience that is really uncomfortable taking off their pants, having someone stick very invasive stuff. And they kept saying like, oh, everyone knows they want it, everyone. And they, I get it. Like, that's what they think about it. But we had to like make a, if you say like a, the only thing that the first case study that comes to mind is like, okay, keep your pants on and still not have to wear an adult diaper but it was like a whole idea of like keep your pants on or when we had switched it for the women's language it's like um it's because vaginal botox is so 2006 and so we had used that language and like forgive me like that's what it is it's like you can have needles go in places you don't want needles to go and all you have to do is sit comfortably in a chair and then we changed the tool and said it's like a throne but you're you're speaking specifically, and and that's the I think what what a lot of marketers kind of mess up is you're speaking specifically to that 
customer avatar and you're addressing a specific problem that that mm -hmm. that specific avatar has because mm -hmm. I, I get it marketing um you want to kind of appeal to the masses you want to be able to talk to everybody but you hear it all the time when you're talking to everybody nobody's listening and uh, you have to be very specific and when you're when you're talking to these people um how much time do you spend to, like developing that customer avatar with your clients because i feel like uh um, disney knows exactly who they're talking to their customer avatar probably has a name and a character figure that they that they drew up that they're yes. talking to every single time they're crafting a message uh, but but many companies don't they're like yeah i want to talk to 60 year old guys but I, there's much more specific messaging when it comes to creating that that uh ad that's going to run effectively yes. so give me some helpful hints on crafting that customer avatar and crafting that message so that when when somebody wants to create some sort of marketing retail they have some maybe a framework or something they can work with to figure out who they're talking to and craft yeah. that why message effectively who they're talking to so they know who's listening like totally 100 so there's two ways that we go about it one we do a phone call it's 90 minutes i have a sheet if anyone wants it like you just go ahead and like go to the website send out a form fill out anything or hit me up lauren at Mom's Media. i'll send you ours and like we charge a lot of money for this but it's a 90 minute call where i sit with the people that are listening so if it's a small business owner or if it's someone responding to customer service or who knows the brand and we ask like a lot of questions in triplicate in the sense i'm saying what have you heard your customers say about your product? What have you heard your customers say about your competitor's product? Then we say, what do you think you've heard them say? Or what can you imagine hearing them say? Because you have to do these different perspectives and it gets tedious and people are like, it's 90 minutes, it's exhausting, but I need to extrapolate every version because the first 20 minutes is just garbage. They're spitting out what they think to be true and not what they know to be true. Um, so like I have a sheet that we just go through, it's like 13 pages of questions with like space for you to fill it in. Or, um, if you're using chat GPT and say you're taking on a client or you're like, you're looking at your own business and doing this and you have reviews or you find a product like yours and you go to Amazon. So this is my, my whole hack. Say you're selling, you know, these mugs, these plastic mugs and Amazon has another seller that sells a product like yours, similar USPs. If you don't already have reviews, what I would recommend you do is go to the competitive product that you're targeting, that has a lot of the USPs, download all their reviews, either download them if you have like a scraping tool or just like copy and paste them into a Google spreadsheet. Get all the reviews that are positive, get all the reviews that are negative, put them in two separate tabs, upload them to ChatGPT, and you tell ChatGPT, you are the world's leading authority expert on plastic cups that you can put brands on. Here are all the positive reviews. Summarize these positive reviews into five buckets. And so then you tell ChatGPT to tell me where do all these reviews sit into. And then you can look at those pieces. And then you take the negative ones and put them into five buckets. You look at those pieces and then those become the frames of who you're building your avatar. So you look at what do they want and what do they hate about this product. And then you, um, if you have the demographic data too, you tell ChatGPT literally, Analyze the age, tell me the average age of all the customers that write positive reviews. Analyze it, tell me the average age of all the people that wrote negative reviews. And then you can set up the age. And then based off of that, then you can start to give it a character. Things that I would do too to like build your customer review is if you can extract and say like, tell me if there's any references to music or books. And then you start to build what are their knows, likes, and interests. Because the biggest things for avatars for me, when I stop thinking of them as like 
you know, an imaginary person, but like, hey, this is Maria the Giver. And she has watched every single episode of Squid Game three times over. And like she has Crunchyroll subscription and um, is obsessed with six webtoons right now. Whatever those pieces are. Again, you go back to specifics. But the cheat way is just use my sheet. It's 13 pages, 11, 13 pages with direct questions. Or use the cheat way of stealing someone else. No, borrowing someone's reviews, uploading them to ChatGPT, and having ChatGPT tell you what they're able to analyze in the time that would take you days or weeks. Lauren, like money. That was straight up gold right there. In fact, give it a, a 10. A 10. Right. Give it a 10. That was fire. Like literally that, just the ability to use uh, reviews, your competitor's information gives you such a heads up in creating the content and the messaging that you're going to need because you're already addressing the problem and it's not some fantasy problem that you made up. It's literally the complaints that your reviews are getting for the product or service that you're going to be putting out there. Address the problem, be the solution, and all of a sudden your marketing material is going to skyrocket because you're answering that question from the public directly. It's not mom thinking something. It's not your brother thinking another thing. It's literally the public doing the damn thing uh let me ask you about your business there are tons of marketers out there but i feel there are some that do things specifically well they're really good at this one thing which differentiates them from all the other ones if you could put a finger on it what is the thing that you do best uh what this is the million dollar question i'm i would want to say i'm really good at identifying that for other people um but i think honestly like individually lauren as what i do the best is like i'm a super connector like i can make network relationships and i can see how to get from a to c really quickly where a lot of people can't process that so like i can bridge a lot of like where people are, are lost um and then as an agency specifically i think where we do really well and like what we do best at is leveraging ai into our tech stack so we don't um we don't use ai to replace we use ai to enhance and like we've done some really great stuff with AI that like people can't even touch because they're looking at AI like, oh, just make this. And we're like, no, AI can pull this and extrapolate that and then read what this has created and then automatically be inserted into this. And that's done in a click of a button. So integrating AI for more efficient and uh, like for higher efficacy and efficiency. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's a tool. You're if you're not utilizing the tool, then what what are you doing? It's going to surpass you. People with that utilize AI are the ones that are gonna dominate, not necessarily the AI thing. I, I know everybody's freaked out about Skynet and you know the whole uh, internet taking over matrix society, but it's sure. I don't think it's gonna be like that. I think it's gonna be a tool that we utilize, and those that utilize it successfully are the ones that are gonna have the most success. Uh, and as you become successful, every entrepreneur goes through this as you scale, as you grow, there things that you want to improve upon things that you want to make better become more efficient at where do you see that uh opportunity in your business what are you trying to improve upon um i think documentation like we've grown to such a large team that like there are people i still haven't met yet that work for me um because they have team members that hire them and which there's not enough time in the day um so having stronger documentation uh so that new hires are set up for success there's a thing like like tribal knowledge gets stuck 
So like you have been working with an agency for four years and then for whatever reason, you're no longer with the agency. If that information is not documented and put into a place, mm -hmm. the next person isn't set up for the greatest success. So mm -hmm. for me, it's just operational organ organization. Um, and that leads into stronger and better onboarding experiences for both the trainer and the trainee. Yeah, it's tough uh, as you get bigger and bigger, it's less and less time. I know when you probably were first getting started, you were like buddy, buddy with everybody. This is what you're doing. You can check everything. Now you have to have systems in place that, that double yeah. check people all the time because you don't have time to even meet them in the first place. You're, uh -huh. you're hoping your team is doing that uh, at, a, at a level that's very well. And then, I mean, it's it's all levels, right? Like you have people that you meet with on a regular basis. They have their mm -hmm. team members that they meet with on a regular basis. And if you have it built correctly, it's cascading the right information all the way down. We don't got to play telephone, talk about aging yourself, right? You got to play telephone and, and mess that all the way down the road. Yeah. Uh, what about your vision? Where do you see your company going from here on out? Uh, there's so many different opportunities, technology is advancing in so many different ways. Uh, where do you see your company in the next couple of years? Um, Next couple of years, so my, I mean, selfishly goal in five to seven years, I'm selling the company that I've exited. And uh, just like my full disclosure is um, cash flow isn't long term. Cash flow is great. Like you can buy a bag or whatever. But like when you exit a company, you can take home a check that's more than you can make in seven years or whatever time frame you're looking at for a multiplier. Um, but in terms of like growth and like because I just because I exit and sell it for like ideally a really nice paycheck doesn't mean I want to be divorced from it or separated from it. But where I see it going in a few years is like, there's a lot of like great opportunities we've had. We've gotten um, huge stages and like major visible case studies that we've been a part of. And I think in a few years, I'd like it to be in a space where um, we've expanded the, our team's knowledge, not just internally where we've grown our team, but externally with like um, materials and training resources. Um, but then also that like, in terms of the three like main avatars that we serve um that were the go-to leader at least on like one or two tactics that we can see so it's just like a stronger online reputation um and stronger efficiency like really leaning into ai in a way that i think most people are afraid because yeah maybe it's like the matrix or like the terminator kind of reality but we're still so far from that that let's say worst case scenario that still happens. Like what, are you just not going to do anything and not be profitable and not like win the game? And you're just going to sit there and let someone else win it for you while this potentially inevitable future happens, which, you know, you can be a part of and change that future. But if you're just going to sit there, you're going to watch someone else do it for you. Change your stars, man. Grab at them. Make it happen for yourself. That's the biggest thing. Lauren, if people want to reach out to you, they want to find out more about your marketing, uh, that maybe they have a business they're ready to grow. They don't know anything about ads or doing anything like that. They want to learn from you. Get that handout that you were talking about. How can they do that? Um, the easiest way, like if you want to get the handout, like hit me an email directly, like lauren at mongoosemedia.us. I will send it to you. My, well, my assistant will send it to you. Um, and then in terms of like, if you're really like looking to uh, learn more about stuff, I mean, I'm super involved with this uh, community called Digital Marketer. Um, we have blogs and training courses that I've set up that will really set you up for success. Like it's a really good library of like specific tacticals. And it's not just myself, there's a whole host of really brilliant humans. Um, and then also, honestly, get to a conference. Like I'm speaking at Traffic Conversions. It's in Vegas. If you want to stand up and like 
be in the room. Like you might live in the middle of a creative desert. You can learn so much, but you have to start doing and you have to start like being in person. Like that's just a small thing of like virtual can take you so far, like get in person, go to a conference and start meeting local business owners. Because you, if you're looking to learn, um, you're going to be in a setting where everyone's giving you information, but you're also going to be in a setting where people are looking for someone to do something with the information they just learned. So if you're like starting your hustle and you're like, I want to start maybe specifically doing Facebook ads, like go to traffic conversions or go to another type of conference locally is even better because there can be small business owners that are there to learn the same stuff you're learning. And if you're like, oh, I've got this, let me execute and implement for you. Let's, let's make a deal. You, you'll start making money within two hours of attending a conference if you do it right surround yourself by the people that you want to be like learn from the mentors who are already doing it successfully that's the key that's the way you're going to win mongoosemedia.us mongoosemedia.us you can shoot her an email lauren at mongoosemedia.us lauren i got one more selfish question um mm -hmm. hopefully you don't call my baby ugly but i just want to know you've been on a lot of different podcasts uh now you've been here on the business bros what was your experience like uh, as far as getting our marketing material up front being on the show, creating some fun content. Hit me. What did you think of the show? Uh, well, okay. So yeah, totally. I've been on, like, on a bunch. I've been on like huge major podcasts. I've been on like first episodes of podcasts. I want to like, like full disclosure. This is awesome. Like you have things set up in a way that's super dynamic and easy for the person who's super busy. So like one, love that too. You know who your, your audience is and you're, you're so committed and devoted to who your audience is. And like, also like you've got your branding set up in place. So like legit, I have been, um, on podcasts that have like a buttload of funding and I can't speak to whether yours has a buttload of funding or not, but you've got, um, systems in place that like really caters to your audience and elevates your brand to, I'm assuming you have buttloads of funding or you just have this like huge passion and energy for it. Um, I think like you guys are amazing. Like you're seeking out individuals that are doing not just talking about the stuff because like sometimes people will find like oh yeah you have a really big instagram following like two hundred thousand followers on tiktok you must know what you're doing you're like no you know she's got really cute feet i don't know that's not true for everyone but i think like i'm like <laughs> legit i'm impressed don't get me wrong i'm I, like i can always find things that like poke fun of because like i'm really good at finding all the potholes uh but no i like for sure 10 out of 10 i'm impressed Thank you. Appreciate that. And I figured I'd, I'd get advice from another marketer because at the end of the day, uh, we're in the same space. Any critiques I get, I can just improve upon and, and make better. So thank you very much, Lauren, for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, one more time, scrolling across the bottom, I'll throw it right there, mongoosemedia.us, mongoosemedia.us. If you're a company and you need to grow, chances are you don't have marketing in place that's helping you get there. And I get it. You're scared about putting some money involved and throwing that money out there, but it's not going to be wasted if you're working with a marketer who can help you really grab your messaging, make the offer really sexy, and then get you in front of the right people that are going to convert for you. That's really what it comes down to. Lauren, thank you very much for being on the program. Guys, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast, but not just any podcast, podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today. Business.